The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The Minister for Education, Norma Foley, uh, held a meeting uh, today with a number of the big tech companies here in Ireland and she joins me now. Uh, Minister, what can you tell me about this meeting? Why was it held and what did you get out of it? Thanks very much, Kieran. Um, well, I did host um, a social media summit, if you like, uh, at the Department of Education today and um, that included, I suppose, um, Meta, Google, Microsoft, TikTok and also I was very pleased that the mobile phone um, providers were also present, we'll say 3Ireland, Vodafone, Tesco, IBEC and really the, the basis um, for having this gathering, if you like, is that um, I want to ensure that uh, young people are safe online and have safe access to um, whether it's mobile phones or whether it's um, um, you know the social media platform that they're using and so we had a very wide-ranging discussion, a very constructive, um, perhaps a robust discussion. And like some of the areas that I raised were, for example, around age verification. Um, you know, I suppose we're all conscious that, you know, uh, we're told that, um, you know, 13 years of age would be the, the, the mandated mm. age from the social media provider's point of view. But we absolutely know for a fact that there are children much, much younger um, than 13 um, you know, there can be eight, there can be nine. We saw reports last week, six years of age, you know, and they're accessing these platforms. And I know from my dealings with parents and indeed with school principals, they're telling us that they're dealing with these issues um, and how negatively they're impacting children who are young, younger than 13 years of age. So really what I was asking them was that they would introduce a very stringent age verification mechanism. Yeah. Um, and I'd have to say, you know, I, I don't mind what mechanism they use. So it could be the uploading of documents or live selfie or whatever, as we see in other um, instances. And, you know, they expressed, uh, you know, um, that they weren't particularly comfortable with that. But I was very clear, I don't mind what the mechanism is, so long as they have a mechanism that will 100% guarantee that, you know, children younger than 13 are not accessing some of these social media platforms. So I suppose that Support for that wasn't forthcoming today, okay. but they they did commit to engaging um, again. And I want to acknowledge the great work that Kamishuna Man are doing in this space as well. And you know, we, you know, they will be bringing um, specific um, initiatives on stream as well. Yeah, and that will be significant. But you know, I, I think I did make the point. It's kind of today. frustrating, look, isn't it? I'm sure you were frustrated. Well, look, I suppose I have to say, and in the first instance, I want to be really clear about this that I absolutely acknowledge the great um, advancement in terms of, you know, social media, technology, and the great empowerment and the richness that it brings. And there are so, so many advantages. But I did say to the providers that were there today, you know, with all this power that they have, there also comes extraordinary responsibility and duty of care to young people and particularly to children. So I'm really asking them, you know, to work with us um, in this space and, you know, to be mindful of that duty of care. Now, I acknowledge they have a variety of different, um, you know, um, initiatives in place, but I, I just feel the stringency around age verification is not strong enough. Yeah. And another issue I raised with them is that, you know, in principle, we'll say mobile phone providers, that they might support in principle the position we have taken in the Department of Education to support parents to, to hold off, we'll say, on purchasing smartphones for, for children at primary school. And um, again, there was a very robust discussion around that. And they didn't feel in a position to, to support in principle uh, that initiative, but again, committed to engaging on an ongoing basis. I, I just feel all of us are very heightened in our awareness today of the importance of children being safe. And that's, 
you know, we've always had an awareness of being safe crossing the road or safe in terms of their engagement with fire or whatever. This, this is a new, um, um, I suppose, you know, initiative and a, a new means of communication and interaction of the 21st century. It has yeah. so many positives, but it also has challenges and we need to ensure that our young people are armoured against those challenges. So is there, is our there a role will be ongoing. Yeah, is, but is, is, is there a role for the state, for the government to, to be that armour for the children? I mean, it sounds a little at the moment we're like kind of trying to the drinks company, you know, please don't sell alcohol to, to, to people underage. We'll leave it up to you, but please don't do it. Or please don't give that car to somebody who's 12 years old. We'll leave it up to you to make the decision, but we're asking you not to do it. No, well, I, I suppose... For example, you raised the issue of the car there, okay? So in the 1950s and 60s or whatever, you know, um, the, those who manufacture the cars would say, really, uh, the responsibility entirely rests with the driver. Total responsibility to the driver. And yet in the intervening time, we have now learned that really it was possible to make cars in themselves much more safe. So, yeah. you know, the use of seatbelts, the use of, um, um, you know, the airbags or whatever, should there be an accident. So... I'm saying very clearly that there's a duty and responsibility on all sides. I believe the providers, the platforms, have a responsibility in their own right. Oh yeah, and and I would agree, and I think most people listening would agree, but it sounds like you you put this to them, and they said, and not to really butcher the metaphor, they said, yeah, we'll take the seatbelt thing under advisement, we're not going to bother doing anything about it yet, but you know, we will engage continually on this issue. Well, I suppose I, I also pointed out to them, and, and they're well aware of it, that Comishuna Man are doing um, a, a significant body of work here. There was a public consultation which is now closed. Um, Neve Hodnett is in place in, in terms of Comishuna Man, and I know you, you have engaged there as well, Kieran. And I, I've got to be clear as well, like they're, they're going to bring on stream very significant penalties um, where um, things aren't operating as they should know, 20 million euro or 10% of turnover or whatever. So really, this is an opportunity to get ahead of that, to to take on board, I suppose, just a, a consciousness mm. of the fact that each one of us, irrespective of, you know, whatever um, work or portfolio we might have in life, each one of us, we have one commonality, I think, and it should be that we want to protect children and we want to protect young people. But that, so let's each that, of us do what we can do in that space. But they want to make money. And until Commissioner Man or somebody else or a piece of legislation forces them to change, they'll continue to flog their product to as many people as possible. Well, look, to be fair, I don't want to do a disservice to anyone here. I, I do want to say that they showed an openness to engage. They, they didn't endorse um, what was being presented to them today. And look, that, that's their full entitlement. But they did show an openness to engage. Um, but irrespective of whether it's a question of making money or not making money, irrespective, overriding all of that. And this is not just, I would say, the view of the Department of Education. I would say it's a societal view, overriding all of that. Mm. First must come the safety and the security of children and young people. And like, I, I think everybody, everybody has a duty and responsibility of care. But it, why not force it then? Well, it will be, it will be ultimately, and that's what Thomas Unaman are, are working on. But I, look, in the space of education, we believe well, in working force it Through legislation, you've got to use, whether it's, uh, as you say, kind of photographic evidence, the uploading of a selfie, whether it's credit card or passport details, whatever it happens to be that's GDR, GDPR compliant, mm-hmm. why not force the issue on them? Well, I, I agreed and I understand that. And, and that's the body of work that Commissioner Man are actually doing presently 
in terms of their engagement and ultimately I suppose the responsibility will rest with them. But I'm saying in the Department of Education we've always taken a proactive role. It's not, you know, of working collaboratively, saying this is an issue we've identified. Uh, please come to the table. Let's see what you can do in this space. Mm. Now, if people don't step up, if people um, don't do um, what is necessary, ultimately Commissioner Man will be taking um, will be taking the necessary yeah. action there. But in, in the interim, I, I, I do believe it's important to set the ball rolling. I do believe it's important to engage. I'm not at all suggesting that there's a monopoly of wisdom on how best to move this forward. And that's why I was you know, very happy to engage, to hear the views of everybody around the table. But the principle must be the same. The principle must be that we want to protect children under 13 and ensure that they're not accessing social media platforms. And we must also ensure, um, in terms of, you know, content that young people, as young as six reports are telling us now, can access on smartphones. That's not appropriate. No parent or guardian would want them to do that. So we're asking, walk with us on the journey. This is our journey. And ultimately, you know, the commission and the man will, will make their own adjudications, yeah. but there's an opportunity to work with us in the first instance. Yeah, we, we actually spoke to Dr. Richard Hogan, the psychotherapist, um, last week, or the week before, who's kind of petitioning on this issue as well. And he talked about, you know, kids and senior infants um, having sight of really um, harmful uh, material. You mentioned Neve Hodnett, though, the Online Safety Commissioner, and she too was on the show recently. And, and you're right, listen, it's impressive some of the stuff she's talking about and the fines they're going to be able to impose. One of the obvious shortcomings, though, um, within those fines, and listen, I don't want to put words in my mouth, I get the sense that she acknowledges this shortcoming as well. There's a kind of a whack-a-mole element to all of this, is that the fines are kind of after the fact and they provide very little solace to the 13-year-old at night who's having bullying messages sent to her on Meta's platforms, you know, like that. That you know, she she she's she's kind of a, a waste of space. She's ugly. She's fat. She's no friends. Don't come into school. We'd all be better off without you. Like it's 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 no solace to her that she can report that to Meta, and then if Meta don't remove the content in a timely manner, that Commissioner Man or Neve Hodnett or the Online Safety Commissioner can issue a fine of twenty million euro or ten percent of turnover. The bullying has happened in that case. I mean, with all the technology at their disposal, was there a conversation about stopping this at source? Stopping these messages getting through to these vulnerable kids in the first place? Yeah, look, there was a very wide-ranging discussion. And look, I I want to be clear, you know, in fairness, the responsibility does not lie, um, you know, with with one provider here. And I don't want to particularly name any one provider. I think everybody has has the responsibility here. And very, very clear. Um, you know, we can point to, to cyberbullying, other issues that I raised today um, was around filtering. You know, um, we can see how pictures are being altered and the, the reality is very far from what's being presented mm. uh, online. Another issue that was raised with me was sextortion, where, um, you know, an adult uh, can present himself and if you like, uh, or herself or whatever, tr- and trick a young person to, to sharing explicit imagery and you know, so there's so much happening in this space. And uh, again, I asked about um, around, we'll say, um, the algorithms and, you know, if, if something was being inappropriate material was being sourced by a young person, that the algorithm wouldn't continue to push out that inappropriate material. Mm. And, you know, that there was a need for a, a requirement for a very strong vigilance around that. I asked for specific data as regards, you know, information around, you know, what's happening in Ireland, you know, um, how, uh, and again, their view was that, you know, the information that they have is, is global in nature and that they couldn't decipher or, or filter it down into, we'll say, um, 
you know, Irish. Ah, that's uh, the bullshit, Irish isn't it? Sorry, uh, pardon my language, but I don't, do you, I don't believe that for a second. With all but the again, technology at their disposal, they can't work out what messages are being passed, sent in Ireland compared to Timbuktu. Well, as I said, I, I asked for the specific data on, you know, um, you know, content being taken down and so on and so forth. And um, they, they have said they have an issue around most of their material being at a global level as opposed to, you know, the national level here. But again, I've asked, you know, uh, you know, we will engage further on that one and see what they can bring back to the table. To be fair, I, I do want to say in, in, the, uh, in, in respect of my engagement with them, the issues that we raised with them and the information that we asked for, they did commit to coming back with as much of the information that they could that wasn't available to them today. So I, I do want to acknowledge that. Uh, but before we go, I just want to play a little clip of um, uh, a woman, Sinead, uh, who is a, a mum of a, a kid who was bullied quite badly, uh, cyber bullied, a victim of it uh, recently. Take a listen. For parents like me and thousands of others, Kieran, that all around the country are dealing with the fact that their children are able to access grossly inappropriate and seriously damaging content pretty much 24-7. And so you have the likes of Meta, whose policies and practices are really well able to silence and censor the voices of Palestine and Palestinian journalists, but they're not able to stop video footage of children being raped, being presented on other children's phones that they then stand around and show each other in schoolyards in Ireland in 2024. So I have no mass whatsoever in more government talk, more placeholders. I want to know what action is going to be taken. That was Sinead speaking to us a while ago. I imagine Sinead listening to this is kind of tearing her hair out, listening at those big tech companies giving, uh, how did they put it, a commitment to engage again on this matter in the future. What do you say to Sinead? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I can hear the distress um, from, from Sinead, I, I do want to say, you know, and I engage quite a bit, you know, with the schools, with school management, school principals, staff, and indeed with parents. And uh, I want to be clear, you know, in our schools, we do have an acceptable use um, policy in terms of, you know, smartphones and all of that. And it's, it's not really presented as an issue uh, during school time. It is being presented as an issue outside of school time. And it is, uh, as she has outlined, this access to material that is wholly inappropriate I'm conscious they're carrying it in their pocket, you know, and that they can access it at any hour, or, uh, you know, uh, mm. late at night um, or whatever the case might be. I think we have to make a start. I think we have to work collectively to to ensure that, as I've said earlier, things like age verification, uh, even in terms of, I suppose, the, the policy or the, well, the guidelines that we're trying to roll out uh, in conjunction with parents, that, you know, we get a buy-in from parents, we get a buy-in from the social media um, uh, platforms and indeed from the mobile phone pr- providers. We have to start somewhere. We, we can't just decry it. We must be action-focused too. That's what we're doing within the department and we will be supportive of the work of Kamishun Naman um, I think it's a, a, an important piece of work that they have undertaken and that there will be, um, you know, th- th- there, there will be fines, there will be repercussions, there will be um, the necessary action taken. But before we get to that point, I think it's important mm. that people, if they should wish, and I think it's important that they would and show leadership here, that they would step up to the plate now. Now is the time, you know, in fairness, <laughs> I suppose in many yeah. instances we would say, it's late in some instances, but we have an opportunity now to do better going forward in the best interests of children. Minister for Education, Norma Foley. Minister, thanks for joining us. 
Thanks very much. Thanks, Kieran. Anne in Dublin's after getting in touch, listening uh, to our conversation. Why don't tech companies come up with a restrictive type of smartphone where under a certain age just cannot access unsuitable material? Surely it is doable. It can't be rocket science. And Lara in Dublin says the tech giants are not going to implement anything specific for Ireland. They would pull out of the country first. This would need to be EU-wide at a minimum. And there's no tech that will 100% guarantee under-13s cannot access social media other than the tech we call parenting. The minister is very naive regards her. As Lara Dolan, I have to say, and I, listen, I'm not having a go or anything, but like, I don't think she's being naive. I think she's being naive uh, and the minister's gone now, so I'm not having a go, but uh, I think she's been naive in, in, in having faith in the tech companies to actually do any of this themselves. I think there has to be much more stick and a lot less carrot in this regard. But the idea that we do nothing uh, because there's no technology that's 100% guarantee safety it's kind of nonsense there. No offence, but it is. It'd be like suggesting, to go back to the metaphor I used with the minister, like, uh, let's just abandon any rules and regulations about alcohol because some young people drink. Let's absolutely abandon any rules of the road because some people speed. Come on, Lar. I mean, don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Somebody else says, it sounds like the onus lies on the child getting bullied rather than on the online safety commissioner or Facebook. Come on, says somebody else, who's given the kids the means to access these platforms? Parents have a bigger role here. And Richard says, I recently joked with friends about starting a social media free Sunday. All social media unavailable at source from 9am to 9pm. Everyone over 40 was in agreement, would love it to happen. And we might see more kids engaged with the world around them. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.